Hi, welcome to the first ever episode of Both Are True, where we look for healthy memes in different worldviews so that we can boost our meta-immune systems and heal some of this ancestral trauma we're carrying around in this post-colonial industrialized world that keeps getting warmer. I'm a South African creative generalist and I work mostly on stories that support social and environmental initiatives. And I, and I, I generally use the full medium to do this. Um, I'm very interested in the podcast medium. Uh, it's such a weird and wonderful and basically brand new medium and it's so different to film. Um, I I think, at least from my experience with it, I think it allows uh, the creators and the, the listeners, the viewers, to really kind of dig deep into a topic. And I want to work with it to explore something that's very personal to me, um, which is healing in a post-colonial context. A lot of the work I do focus on kind of collective uh, social improvement or environmental sustainability. And so this podcast is an opportunity for me to really kind of dig into something more personal. Um, but I think it still holds potential to, you know, to add something to the narrative in South Africa. If you want to learn a little bit more about kind of the background and my thinking and my motivation for this project, you can listen to the intro that'll appear before this podcast. But uh, briefly, how I'm going to go about it is I'm going to have conversations with different, mostly spiritual healers. Um, and I'm going to learn more about their belief systems and their healing practices. My first guest is Vuiswa Krekatwane. Vuiswa is a creative and a Isangoma in Johannesburg in South Africa. I originally met Vuiswa at an organization called Umuzi, uh, where we were both working in Joburg at the time. Back then, she wasn't uh, Isangoma yet, she was a writer. I wanted to speak with Vuiswa first um, because I know her, but also because kind of the, the more traditional Southern African ways of thinking about spirituality and, and healing practices are really intriguing to me and I don't know much about it. I'm ashamed that I know more about uh, like the American interpretation of Buddhism, for example, than I know about the spiritual paradigms in my country. This was a very special conversation and I learned a lot. There's so much here, um, which is why I decided to cut them up into shorter scenes uh, according to the themes we explore. In this first episode, we and I explore the differences and the similarities between Southern African spirituality and religion, um, and in particular, Christianity. I tend to draw hard lines between different spiritual paradigms and in this episode Vuiswa really helps me, I don't know, think a little bit more 
inclusively and holistically about using different, drawing on different ways of thinking uh, to benefit your own spiritual practice and your own healing. So here it is. Can I say African spirituality? Is it too vague? Is it uh, mm. okay? Like, uh, so for me, I'm like I'm South African. Okay, so can can I say South African? You know, spiritual... everybody's saying African spirituality, but I'm like, we don't know what they're doing right. in Togo, and we don't yeah. know what they're doing in Ghana. We know what's happening here. Great. You okay. know, so yeah, to circle it back here is, I think, safe. So. The difference between Christianity and what I understand from kind of the way that spirituality uh, progressed in South Africa or mm. in Southern Africa is that Christianity, one of its biggest traits is that it's written down. Mm. It's the Bible. It's a hard reference. It fucking doesn't change. Oh, it does change, actually. And then a new church pops up. Um, and that, that continues the doing, but then they change the, the writing yeah. or they uh, take a chapter out of the Bible or they put a chapter into the Bible. So there's a central centralized mm. knowledge point. Yeah. And that makes uh, Christianity f quite fixed. Mm. Like it, it can't really change. It makes it exclusive. Whereas what I understand from the way spirituality progressed here is that it was a, an oral tradition. Mm. So the knowledge was... Uh, you know, um, handed down from generation to generation. And one of the great things about that, in my thinking, is that that makes it fluid and it makes it adaptable. And it, it acknowledges that as the world and as people grow, things change. Yeah. It also makes it inclusive. So I know some people can be Christian and uh, mm -hmm. Sankoma, mm -hmm. for example, or just, you know, you can go to church on Sunday, but you could also consult the Sangoma. Yeah. But Christians, and especially in my in the, in my community traditionally, yeah. you can't be anything else. Yeah. I mean, my mom is a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I think, so for me, there is religion and then there's spirituality. Okay. And I think I was very opposed to Christianity. I lost like interest in church a long time ago, like long before I initiated. Mm. Just didn't resonate with me. My politics seemed, you know, misaligned. It was just, it was not working. And when I initiated, I was like, I'm an African. I'm not into Christianity, colonizers, <laughs> what, 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 what. And then my ancestors started leading me back into like very Christian-esque things. Oh, so the Bible okay. and particular robes. Mm. and scriptures and prayer as an insistence, you know. And so cool. I had to understand that there is a God, there is a source, and they are my ancestors. And then those things are working on different levels, maybe for the same purpose, but on different levels. And mm. so they require different levels of engagement. Okay. And then also realizing that there is the source and the divinity of all things in me. And so it's important to connect with that, which is not necessarily the same as my ancestors. Okay. You know, because these are people in my bloodline, right? Whereas... Yeah, but we're all connected yes, to a, a source. You know, yeah. you know. And this is where, like, some of the, the resistance around Christianity kind of to, like, ease up a little bit because now I needed to read the Bible for guidance. Oh. You know, now I needed to, to pray, to connect, and to do my work as a healer. Yeah. You know, and so that was very interesting. And that's where, like, the distinction happened for me of, like, 
religion is very clear in terms of what role it is and what it does. And I think also religion, again, is very capitalistic in its nature. So when you speak about um, uh, exclusivity, that's like a very capitalistic trait of like Mm. only for certain people, the chosen ones, Mm. you know, Mm. whereas Ubuntu, which Mm. I think is an innate guiding principle of African spirituality, at least in South Africa, um, says that there is space for everybody, mm. you know? Mm. There is no one actually that is more valuable than the other. The way that I've, like, been open to scripture, I'm just like, y'all are just doing the same shit the Bible told y'all not to do. Uh, yeah, right? It's like the same thing, and it's just crazy. It's just like... You mean how uh, the ideas in the Bible have been manipulated and warped to suit um, certain groups? Yeah, and, and also just the way that certain people are treated from a Christian perspective, you know, intolerance. You know, he speaks about at the time it was the prostitutes and the lepers. And I was like, if they came here, you guys would be like, if Jesus himself came back, they wouldn't believe it's him. <laughs> they wouldn't, yeah. you know, because they're so like caught up. And that's what religion does, where you just like in the semantics, but not in the feeling and the sentiment of something, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know, the scripture, but you don't know what the scripture actually means. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you don't connect with it in, yeah. the, in the knowledge way that we've been talking about, the experiential yeah. way. You connect yes. with it intellectually. Mm-hmm. And that's the other difference that I pick up between the, let's, I'm going to say, warped version of Christianity. Because I think at some point, and I think Jesus was an incredible I think he's a pretty cool guy. person and as an archetype is a really great character for us to have as a role model and to reference and to think about. But I think what's become of Christianity yeah. is a warped version of what he was preaching. So Christianity, in, in my understanding, in my experience when I was young, again, the warped version, is quite separate from life. Mm. You've got your job, you've got your family, and job is kind of first, right? The marketplace kind of comes first. And then Christianity is something that you keep yeah. for Sundays, or you keep for when you feel fear mm-hmm. or anxiety and you feel like you need something from mm-hmm. it. Uh, and, and I'm being very cynical, and I'm, I'm sorry to all the, you know, uh, hardcore Christians. We ain't lying, no. But um, uh, in my experience, uh, spirituality in the, in the African space isn't separate. Uh-uh. It is a part of life. It is indistinguishable. It is a way of life. Is that correct? Is yep. that a right reading? And this is what I was saying in the beginning, that it's like I was introduced into the space through my calling, but... As I engaged it, I realized that this is more about a way of life as opposed to doing a particular thing. Yes. You know, okay. it's about how you treat someone. So when we say sanbonani instead of salbona in the plural instead of the singular, you know, an acknowledgement of not just the person who's in front of me, but all of the people that are present with them but are unseen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or... That is a fascinating part of African language. I just have to pause there because Natalia was teaching me some Sutu, yeah. uh, Dumela and Dumelang. Uh, and she was like, even if you're like greeting a security guard yep. who's been sitting, who seems to be sitting by himself, you can say Dumelang. And I yeah. was like, how does that make any sense? Because, because that's what, like, we understood that it's not just this person, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And even the, the idea of understanding that people walk with, their grandparents, their, you know, ancestors, is not reserved for the space of healing. It's just mm-hmm. the way that we understood us to be as a people, yeah. you know. And so the language is also very important, you know, because it, uh, Masilo Mutada says, it reflects a 
a hemisphere of thinking mm. as opposed to like just one intention or like something you know yeah. it says that we are thinking of everybody and we acknowledge everybody mm-hmm. not only i'm greeting you because i see you 